Welcome into another episode of the Dynasty Dogs Podcast, brought to you by Win Daily Sports. You can follow Win Daily Sports at Win Daily Sports, and you can follow myself at Dynasty Dog Mike, and you can follow my partner here, Rich McAteer, too, on Twitter. What's going uh, so on? We're, what is going on? We are going to be going over the AFC North today, giving our dog tags and dog house. But first, we're going to go into a little bit of news. What's been happening recently? <laughs> uh, so first, we had the big thing is that Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets for a one-year $8.6 million deal. That's a pretty uh, big chunk of change, I would say. Especially for a one-year, for a one-year deal. Yep. Yeah, exactly. For a one-year <laughs> rental. It just so happens the next day, Brees Hall got taken off the pup list, which is uh, some weird timing. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's Yeah, it's weird timing, but you know what? In today's NFL, you need a one-two punch, and I think Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall would be an excellent one-two punch. Um, so we did go over the AFC yeah, I, a few I weeks think, ago. I think Dalvin Cook's got a lot left in the tank, so. Right. So we went over the AFC East a few weeks ago, right? And I had Brees Hall as a doghouse candidate just for this year. And I think the addition of Dalvin Cook has solidified that for me. How about yourself? No, I agree. Um, I'm staying away from him. But uh, Dalvin Cook has always been a guy that I I like. I've drawn into. He was my redraft first round pick last year. I'm going to go after him again this year. Maybe definitely not that early. Um, Mm -hmm. But yes, for sure. Um, It's going to be a nice one-two punch. But everything's up in the air. It's a mystery with Aaron Rodgers um, under center. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a few weeks until Briggs is really, you know, at 100%, which is what we normally see with ACL injuries when in running backs. Right. So this is actually a good thing for him, for his longevity, uh, especially for the second half of the season, in my opinion. I think that's when we're going to see Briggs take off again. Yeah, to give him a little time to uh, get started, get rolling. He kind of needs a running start, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take some hits. So he was not the only one signed yesterday. We had a former Cowboy signed to uh, the New England Patriots. You want to tell us who that was? Who, the uh, offensive lineman, um, Ezekiel Elliott? (laughs) Yeah, so Ezekiel. (laughs) Oh, no, no, the running back. He just looks like an offensive lineman showing up to uh, Patriots. He's a big fella, man. Oh, my God. Big fella. So he signed a one-year, $3 million deal. What do you think this does for Ramondre Stevenson? So, like I said earlier, you know, the one-two punch is always something you need in the NFL, right? Um, Especially the Patriots. Yeah. But with either Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets or Ezekiel Elliott signing with the Patriots, automatically that comes without saying that that takes away excuse me, carries from Ramondre Stevenson and Brees Hall. So that means, you know, you, you had a guy who was the clear bell cow number one guy, but now that those two guys have come in, you're going to see whether it's drastic or not so drastic, you're going to see a drop in uh, carries from Mm -hmm. these guys. So, you know, you can expect, like I said, you can expect the drop in carries. So that is always kind of, you know, steers me away and kind of annoys me with when it comes to that type stuff. I think this is really going to affect Stevenson in the goal line carries. I was just most. about to say that, dude. You yeah, read my mind. I, I think because we noticed last year when they had Damian Harris, so Damian Harris was banged up last season, but he was mm-hmm. getting a decent amount 
of the goal line carries for the Patriots. And I think that's what they brought Zeke in for. You know, right. the, yeah, the, what I've been reading is that he was doing, he was taking a lot of goal line drills. And for me and every other fantasy player out there, you want the goal line plays. You want the, mm-hmm. you know, chance at the six. And you're going to have, you know, Stevenson rush all the way up the field, get you, you know, what, just five, to get six, right, right. Just to get, you know, picked off. And that to me is the reason why I've always stayed away from certain teams, running backs like the Patriots. I've stayed away from the Eagles for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just certain teams you could see in which way it's going. And with the Patriots, inevitably, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get Ramondre. It always happens with them. Right. You're going to get them. You're going to get Ramondre rush all the way up the field, and then Zeke's going to punch it in from the one for right. six. I don't think this hurts Ramondre. I'm not the biggest Ramondre fan in general for Dynasty uh, because I don't trust the Patriots you know, running back rotation. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Zeke really does any damage to that. I mean, as- aside from the – Stealing Vulture in the the touchdown for this but, year though I don't see this yeah. being a you know more than a one year rental I don't see him resigning there. No, well I mean, what if he has a great year? What Please if he has God, a great no. year full of like no. <laughs> like feeding Zeke? You get twenty two yards for twenty two touchdowns, and they're all <laughs> just like, like goal essentially line Jamal Williams last year. Yeah, all goal line <laughs> touchdowns. So another topic we got to bring up: Are you starting to worry about Joe Barrow a little bit? With that calf injury, not I've, practicing, hasn't practiced yet. Kind of like weird reports going on with him. I look at it more as they're like being cautious with him. You know what I mean? Like he's their precious cargo. He's their, you know, golden piece. And mm-hmm. you don't want to, you don't, I mean, you don't want to, you know what he's got. You don't need him to get, be out there. Again, we're talking about practice. <laughs> not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Plus with him, you know he's got to be like, I'm about to get paid and I cannot screw that up right now. Right. But, uh, you know, everyone performs when they're about to get paid, right? Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders last year, we've seen it, had his best year to date, and he was the highest paid running back in this year's free agent class. You got, you know, you people know what Joe Burrow is. Mm-hmm. You see it. You've seen him already. You're not going to get any different product. He's not going to fall off a cliff. He's that guy. He's maybe, you know, arguably the third best quarterback in my opinion. I was going to say top five, at least. Yeah. Top five. I would probably yeah. put him maybe top four. Because it would what, go from, it would me, it would be Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, then Burrow. And I, well, I'm, let me, let me rephrase That's where that. we separate, for, pal. For fantasy purposes. Okay. If we're talking, we're going to do our top 12 QBs at some point, but. For fantasy purposes, it would be those three, then Burrow, because the three of them offer you rushing. That Burrow's I feel like not we've going to. we've had this argument before. It's like deja vu. I feel like it's it's for me. It's Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, or Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, Allen. Really? Yeah, because he's he just throw Burrow throws bombs at Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is a weapon. You know what I mean? As uh, Burrow may not have the best legs in the world, but. Josh Allen throws more interceptions than I've ever seen, dude. Yeah, and yeah, I, I get it. You got to throw the ball. You got to throw the ball a lot to throw a lot of interceptions. I get it. But he's always up there in picks. I don't know, man. For the past, I'm looking at it right now, three, four years, Josh Allen's outscored Burrow. And I think we're going to see that again this year. Uh, this is where it takes off. 
This is this your Jamar Chase. No, I think Jamar Chase. I you know what? Yeah, maybe line it up. Line it Joe up. Burrow, well, what... Joe Burrow finishes better this fantasy year than Josh Allen. Book it. I don't really know if that's a hot take though, because with the caveat of injuries. Injuries. Yeah, don't, you can't. If someone gets hurt, obviously. Um, see, so my thought would be Stefan Diggs steps back a little, where Jamar Chase is going to skyrocket. So, like, yeah, I could agree. That but, is going to propel Joe Burrow above Josh Allen for me. But Burrow and Chase have both had injury histories. Right. I mean, like I said, barring injury, but barring if, injuries. If, if, if if they're all healthy, if if Diggs and Allen are healthy and Chase and Burrow are healthy, if it's up to me, if that's what stack I want, I want the Burrow Chase stack. So if you if you were in a dynasty startup right now, we're getting off topic. You would take Burrow before Allen. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'll I mean, him. I think that's. I don't think that's super bold. I do think it's a bit bold. It's a. I mean, you know. Look at his. Look at. You gotta you gotta factor in a ton of things. Look at look at Chase and look at Higgins. You know what I mean? Look at you know Dalton you got Kincaid. Yeah, well, we don't know what he is yet. He could be there, great. I'm, he could he could be I'm seeing Travis Kelsey comps everywhere. Yeah, and look I at OJ. Let me ask you a question. Don't even tell quick, me OJ Howard. Shut up. We're quick not talking. Question. What did OJ Howard comp at? I don't even want to talk he looked, about him. He looked great. Don't you rain on my Kincaid parade, all right? I know. You're a Kincaid right? guy, and I'm a mayor guy. The mayor? The mayor I'm of the mayor. J.K. Dobbins come off the pup as well. Which is great for me. Thank God. Yeah. I do think J.K. Dobbins is going to be fantasy relevant again. He did turn it off towards the end of the season with the Ravens, but it took him a little while to get going because of that ACL injury. Right, and for me, if for my sake, because I drafted him, I'm really hoping he uh, he takes off. Yeah, uh, I do think this Todd Munkin offense. He's the offense coordinator for the Ravens. Is going to be much improved. He did lead the Georgia Bulldogs to the uh, college football playoffs or championship two years in a row as the offensive coordinator there, and that was a solid offensive team. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I mean. It, why, why, who would expect anything different? Right. Until we're proven otherwise. I do think it's weird that we're talking about two AFC North newses during our news. This is not a word, but I'm inventing it. <laughs> um, AFC North guys, before we even get into our dog tags and dog house, but be that as it may, Jonathan Taylor came back to the Colts and then was uh, ex- given an excused absence by the Colts. So I wonder oh, what that's going got, to be. He had the old doctor's notes signed and given to the teacher. <laughs> I mean, it looks like that's what's going to, he's, I felt like we were going to get a trade happening. Not long after that, maybe uh, you know, in a few weeks or something. I think, he I mean, that, that owner's so off the rails. So he probably, you could I mean, week, week four, you could see a trade from him. Um, who knows? It, it just stinks that he's he it seems like you know Richardson's going in there to a new to a brand you know his rookie year and to going into like a, a tumultuous you know situation yeah it's like this guy you got a young kid who number one night one mind you this ain't the first time 
that um, Jim Irsay has stirred this up and acted like a, a fool. You know, they draft they draft Richardson, and then they're like, he tweets out, "You want us to take another quarterback? Should we take or something to the effect of that?" Yeah, I dude, saw you got a you got a twenty something year old kid that you're telling is going to be the 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 future of your franchise, and then you're going to go and say that, and then you're going to. He's screw with his running guy. back. He just needs to. He just needs to, you know, sail off sail into the sunset. The <laughs> he needs to save another or a, a killer whale, is what he needs to do. They uh, they did just announce Anthony Richardson as the starter this week mm-hmm. as well, which yeah, I do I've seen think that. they need Jonathan Taylor to help that kid. You know what I mean? I think that's a terrible move by them. I think they should have had Garner Minshew be number one. See, they don't do that anymore though. <laughs> Did anyone really expect Anthony Richardson not to be number one? Or yeah, a lot of people thought Minshew should start. Not me. No way. You, You're not the Minshew mania. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to have your top four pick out there. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You got to see what he's got. The last bit of news was the sucky one. I, I it ended up not being as bad as I thought it was going to be. But Traylon Burks suffered an LCL injury. Should be about two to six weeks until he's back. I knew you were pacing around your house until you that news came out. Pacing. Yeah. Biting your fingernails, because that's your guy. So that's your guy. Me, like Amon Ra is my guy. I get it. it. It sucks for him because that dude was essentially <laughs> traded for AJ Brown, and the Titans fans like have been pissed about that ever since. Well, has he, he given it? Has he get, has he given the Titans fans any reason to not be pissed about? I mean, not he's yet. been injured. He's been banged up. I mean, you so know let what me I mean? ask. Is he injury prone? I, I can't say that for two years. You know what I mean? And an LCL yeah, yeah. injury. An LCL mm-hmm. injury. And the way he came down, I don't know if you saw the video. It did not look good at first. I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, first of all, he just dusted the defensive back and brought in a nice touchdown. And then he just came down awkwardly bringing down the ball and mm-hmm. it looked bad. It did not look good, but it looked worse. Luckily, than, yeah. luckily for him, it was something I wouldn't call it minor, but two to six weeks, you know, hopefully we'll see him back towards the beginning of the season. Yeah. I 20 mean, 20 days, I think 20 days before the regular season starts now. Well, that would put him at, that would put him at two and a, Two and ten days. I mean, two and five days. Mm-hmm. Two weeks, five days. Uh, if 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 everything's on schedule, right. But I mean, if it's that six week mark, that's brutal. That's like week three. For, but right? that could roughly. Yeah, that could be nice for um, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins owners out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Chico Conquo. Yeah, dude. I heard a lot about him. Yeah, he's uh he's People sneaky. Love him. He's sneaky. I don't know. I just the thing with him is again we're getting off the rails, but the Titans are not a pass first team, and there's a lot of mouths to feed. You know DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks when he's healthy, Chico Conquo, Derrick Henry. But this has to, you all have to take into account that they're they're not they weren't a pass first team with out without Will Levis. Now are they going to start Will Levis? Is Will Levis going to come in? No, week he's two? not starting. Okay, so say he comes in week four, mm-hmm. or it could go one of two ways. You could see the Titans go, you know, four or five weeks, and they go two and two and two, one and three, and they're like, okay, we're going to start, 
you know, we could start Will Levis week five. Or they start off five and one or, you know, four and two. And mm. they're like, okay, we, we can give this one last shot at the playoffs. And Will Levis may not see the field. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's I think that's the way the Titans go. It's so either it's brings, like one final shot at the playoffs or let's see what he's got. So this brings me into what I was going to talk about now. Some of the preseason games that I've been able to watch. I know you ha- yourself hasn't been able to watch too much, but I watched a little bit of Malik Willis and Will Levis. They both looked all right. You know what I mean? They didn't. They weren't world beaters, but they were also playing with like second and third stringers, too. Let me ask. So, who went in first? Levis or Willis? It was Levis, or it was Willis. And then the next drive, it was Levis. Then the next drive, it was Willis. And then the next Uh, drive, it it was weird. It happened like that a couple times. Like they would do one drive and then the next one be out there. So, who looked better? So, or are they even? I would say relatively even. I do think both of them looked pretty good. Like I said, I. I was pleased with what I saw with Malik Willis because last year was God awful and he just looked much better. He looked much more confident. He made a couple good throws. He made some bad, bad ones too. So did Will Levis. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. All four of the rookie quarterbacks played and nobody really, I think the best one was Anthony Richardson. I was going to say, who do you think looked the best? It was Anthony Richardson. So if you can rank them, if you can rank them in first to fourth, who? How would it be? So I, it's hard for me to say because I didn't see as much of Bryce as I did the other three. You know what I mean? So it'd be hard okay. for me to rank it fairly when it comes to him. But I would say Richardson looked the best. I would say Stroud probably looked the worst. Mm-hmm. But in fairness to him, that offensive line looked like a damn turnstile out there. Ooh. He was running for his life. Yeah. It was not I did good. see a lot of highlights of that. And he was, thank God he's got wheels on him. Cause if not, he would have been dead. He'd have been dead. Yeah. I, th- that's the thing is, I mean, obviously I don't think Larry Mutunzel played that game. Mm-hmm. Their starters really didn't play. So hopefully it'll look a little bit better than what right. it did because. So you're really not going to get a really true view of what it is. Mm-hmm. But Anthony Richardson did look the best. He, his, he had one really bad throw on his first drive where a linebacker came in on a blitz and he kind of like panicked and just got okay. rid of it and it went right to a defender. You know what I mean? He was trying right. to make something that wasn't there. Right. And it went right to him. But then he had two really, really nice throws. One over the middle to a tight end, which was a beam, went right over top of a linebacker. And one to Alec Pierce in the corner that should have been caught for a touchdown that he dropped. All right. Not I mean, we'll say, I mean, everything is just preseason. It's, it's pre- preseason yeah. football, man. So you're going to get the starting quarterbacks, but you're not going to get the starting left tackle. You're going to get the starting quarterback, but you're not going to get, you know, the starting wide receiver. Everything is just speculation until week one when all the number ones are out there. Then it'll see, you'll see what they're made of, I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, you're going to see arm strength and stuff like that, but. I mean, what's an arm strength when you got the the second or third string left tackle out there, right? And when you know you're, you're running you, for your life, right? And you're humming it up to the you know uh, a third wide receiver or a fourth wide receiver that might not make it. You know, it's it's all about just seeing how his mechanics and how he can re- how they can really react to what is going on situationally and, and how it's they handle mechanically, it. Mechanically, I would imagine 
when it's your first, you know, full game, right? And mm-hmm. you don't have your starting offensive line or anything like that out there. And you're, you're right. trying to make stuff that's not there. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. So, all right, let's get into our dog tags and dog house. You want to go first? Sure. Why not? So this week I've been graced with the AFC North or we've been graced with the AFC North and I chose the Browns and I chose the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm going to start with the Browns and my dog tag this week goes to, you know, my guy, Elijah Moore. Okay. Elijah Moore, you know, early on in his career, he had a ton of promise. He was going to be the guy in New York. He ran into scuffle with New York coaching staff. He turned out, you know, it turned into be, you know, him versus them. And that's, that's never a good, that's never a good thing. Right. Yeah. So with him, it started off with, you know, they had different views and opinions, the way the offense would go. And that in turn turned into a dramatic dip in his targets and receptions. So that's mm-hmm. obviously never good for, you know, an, an quote, number one wide receiver. But I feel as though that's, you know, a fresh start for him going to Cleveland and being 23 years old, I think that him getting a fresh start, it's big. It's big for him. So I think with that, he's going he's gonna to be a monster. I think at 119, it's not a bad – 119.7 is his current ADP on sleeper. Um, it's, it's a no-brainer. I think he's going to be a number one. Who is he going around at his ADP? So he is going around – Tyler Lockett at 118.7, Jonathan Mingo at 120.7, and Rasheed Rice at 121. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But he's he's a guy with 4-3 speed. Um you know, 4-3 speed, great hands. His best his best routes are the out route dig and dig route. And he runs those 83. He is 83% of the time. He is. Um, he catches the ball, so it, it, that's that's points right there. Yeah, eighty-three percent catch rate. Yeah. On what was that from reception perception? Yeah, that was from reception perception. Um, it's just I. That's where I. That's where I am with him. I drafted him on our startup. Mm-hmm. I think with Sean Watson throwing him the ball, I think that's going to be. That there's value there. That right. That's what we look for. We look for value. Right. I'm not gonna come at you and say, you know, this is the number one guy here. Let's take him. Everyone, no kidding. Everyone knows to take the that guy. But you got to dig. Everybody knows to take Nick Chubb. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone knows that. (laughs) Who's your uh, dog house? If you don't mind me asking. So, I got a lot here to unpack, and I got a lot of notes. So you better let's make lemonade. Buckle up. All so right. for the first time in the Dynasty Dogs history, our very short history. Our three-episode doghouse. <laughs> I have no doghouse member. Okay. Each of, the, each of the primary guys on the offense have progressively gotten better and increased their numbers with every year being better than the previous. When I say main guys, I'm talking about Cooper. I'm talking about, you know, Njoku. I'm talking about Cup. Uh, sorry, Chubb. And I'm talking about people's Jones. So Amari Cooper in the 2021 season had 68 receptions for 865 in 15 games. In 22, he had 78 receptions, 1160 yards and 17 games. His ADP is 
point nine. Mm-hmm. Peoples Jones in twenty one had thirty four receptions, five ninety seven yards in fourteen games, and then in twenty two sixty one yard uh, sixty one receptions, eighty eight hundred and thirty nine yards, seventeen games. His ADP is one eighty six point four. He's you know he's a low end guy, but still increased his numbers. Now here's a guy who a lot of people have in their top tw- top ten in tight ends at David Njoku. In 21, he had 36 receptions for 475 yards in 16 games. Mm-hmm. Now, remember I said 36 receptions. In 22, he had 58 receptions. Doubles it. Almost yeah. double. For 628 in, f- in 14 games. So two less games. His ADP right now, dude, is 106.7. I like Njoku this year. So do I, dude. At, at a top, you know, I think he can finish top 10. Mm-hmm. And then the main guy, obviously, is Nick Chubb. In 2021, he had 228 carries for 1,259 yards, 14 games, 22, 302 carries for 1,525 yards in 17 games. Now, that's a, a 80, his ADP is 44 on the dot. But you see what I read there. Each one of those guys have improved. Mm-hmm each year from one year to the previous. So they've given me really no reason to think that they're They're not going to take another step. Yeah. Right. So if they're progressively increasing, 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 what makes me think that they're going to decline? So for that reason, there's every one of these ADPs. I would take those guys. I would take every one of them at their current ADP. My biggest question mark for this team is Deshaun Watson. Okay. So, I hopefully he looks better than he did last year because he did not look great in the games that he played. Right. We did have a chance to see him here in uh, practice. You know, the Eagles Browns had a a joint practice together. The Mm. reviews coming out of that were not great for Deshaun Watson. Okay. From Eagles reporters. Right. So I don't think number one, I don't think they're going to, they're going to pipe up uh, an an opposing quarterback, Mm -hmm. but for me, from what I, you know, researched and looked up, Deshaun Watson has always had a way to get the ball down the field, whether it right. be pushing the ball, short passes, short passes, which brings me to my other point about my dog tag with Elijah Moore and his dig route and out routes being short routes. He's always been able to inch the way, inch his way down the field. So each time, it, whether it's five, 10 yard pass, 10 yard pass, five yard pass, that's one point, two point, three points, four points, five points. You know what I mean? So that's why I chose Elijah Moore and really chose against having a dog, to, a doghouse because he, he finds a way to get down the field. But okay. it, it, this will be his first full season with them. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, But every, every guy has increased. So it's like, I have no reason to think that they're going to stink. <laughs> I, so this, so when I was looking at this division in general, this division's going to be good. And it's got a lot of dynasty promise on it in it. You know, from the Browns, the Bengals, the mm-hmm. Ravens, the Steelers. All four yeah. of those teams have, you know, dynasty relevance. Young receivers, younger running backs, or older running backs that are Producing at a high level quarterback, probably besides Burrow and Lamar is like the question mark between Pickett and Deshaun Mm -hmm. Watson. I think Pickett's got a lot to prove. Mm -hmm. 
I do too. I do too. I think, to be fair to Pickett though, which I'm going to get in my dog tags in a second here with the Steelers, but that Matt Canada offense was very bland last year. They weren't really Mm -hmm. stretching the ball down the field. They weren't, you know, really taking any shots. And that just makes things hard for your offense because, you know, they're preparing for you to just dink and dunk or run the ball down the field. Yeah. They're not, they're not scared, you know? Yeah. But so for my dog tag, it's obvious. You can't not give this man the damn dog tag. It is George Pickens. An hey, your boy. An absolute dog. So his current ADP is 67.5 going over Michael going around Michael Pittman and Terry McLaurin. I think those are all good choices, but I would prefer George Pickens probably over both of them. I do love me some Pickens. Yeah, so do I. Last year he had 52 receptions, 801 yards and four touchdowns. He had a very very Impressive contested catch rate of 67.9. Now, the problem with him is creating separation, right? And that was the biggest knock on him. He wasn't really beating, you know, DBs. He wasn't getting away from defenders. I think him being two years post-ACL, a second year in the league, this could be big for him. And when I was doing some research on him, uh, SteelersDepot.com uh, wrote an article or had an article about their biggest winner at camp. And guess who it was? The dog himself, George Pickens. So in that, in that uh, article, they said that Pickens showed ability to be more than a vertical jump ball receiver. He also showed a full route tree and, a dan- and was dangerous after the catch. That's improvement. I love seeing that. I love seeing the fact that he is, you know, trying to be more than what they're pegging him as. It's just a vertical receiver. I like right. seeing guys that work, that are a dog. It, it, it's it's George Pickens, you know? He is the dog, right? He's got that dog mentality. That dude straight up said, if I'm not getting the ball, I'm hitting people. And that's what you see. You see him just destroying corners, just just leveling them every friggin' play, and it's awesome. I love it. So, so go ahead. No, go ahead. You can ask. No, I was going to say. I, no, I agree with you. His first year it was kind of like he was the big, physical, you know, wide receiver who's going to go up and get the ball. He's going to beat that cornerback, whether it's one on one coverage and they go up together, jump ball. He's getting the ball. Yeah. Right. 67% contested catch rate. That's impressive. All right. Let me ask you a question. Who in his – so if you could compare him to a wide receiver, and I want to see if we have telepathy and we think the same thing. If he reminds you of any wide receiver, what wide receiver is it? What's his first name begin with? So I'm, pro- I'm going to steal one because somebody said it. Patrick Peterson said it. Because he played with both of them. What's a big, uh, so it may not be it. So what's it begin with? D. Okay. No, it's not. Okay. Good. Who is your guy? DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. I think he reminds me of Plexico Burris. 
Okay. I like that. I was going to say, I, th- I thought we would be on the same level with that. No. Maybe. I mean, Plexico's not a bad, a bad tall, one. Big, I mean, I'm, I'm tall, big, you know, big body wide receiver who can go up and get the ball. And that's what and DeAndre that Hopkins is, too. Yeah. yeah, but dude, DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, is, <laughs> he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I ain't putting him there yet. No, I ain't putting him there yet either. But we were talking about, like, how they play, how they, you know, the highlight real catches. Okay. You, you can't go a day without seeing a damn George Pickens highlight catching camp. I know. I wanted him so bad when the Eagles were drafted. <laughs> so bad, dude. I mean, I think we made out all right. But yeah, I, yeah, we're good. I want every good wide receiver, so. True. Last year, he finished as wide receiver 40 in fantasy. I do see this as a breakout gear or breakout candidate in the wide receiver thing. Now, what when I say breakout candidate, I don't think he's going to make the jump to like a wide receiver one, like a top 12 guy. But I could see him being a mid to high wide receiver two this year. Definitely better than what everybody, where did you say he finished 40? Wide receiver 40, yeah. But it's a yeah, rookie wide receiver. A lot of receivers finish there. I think he can rookies. cut that in, in half to say the least. Mm-hmm. He has the talent to do it. And I think he's going to finish as a wide receiver two this year, mid to high. I don't think he's so, ever really going to break that. I would love for him to see that break that wide receiver one ceiling. I just don't know if he can. So is he number one on his own team? Yes. You think he's better than um, Deontay? John, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Deontay, yep. They both win differently. So Deontay Johnson is a much more refined route runner. He's a possession receiver. Gets in and out, you know. But mm-hmm. George Pickens is your big body, vertical. I was going to say, Deontay is a small guy. Yeah. He's your X receiver. He's your wide out receiver. You know, mm-hmm. they just win differently. I think they both complement each other extremely well. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is going to bring me into my dog house, which again, this was actually a hard one for me too, because I like this team dynasty wise. They have a lot of young pieces, a lot of, uh, very talented pieces, too. Not just youth. But, you know, Najee's not the youngest guy. Deontay Johnson's not the youngest guy. But they're both extremely talented. Right. But I went kind of on the value for this one. It's Pat Fryermuth. Again, this has nothing to do with him. I think he's a very solid tight end option as a starter. Right? But we're trying to win. We're trying to get upside. He's going at ADP of 86.7. He's going around two guys that I like a lot more. One for the future, one for right now, and that is Dalton Kincaid, who we talked oh, about God. a little while ago. I feel like and your last name is Kincaid. It might be. You love him. Might, might be. I got his picture on my. I got like the uh, <laughs> the hair, hey Arnold gum statue that Helga had of Arnold <laughs> in my closet behind me. That's why the door's closed, so you can't see. But and and then he's also going around guys like Darren Waller, and. The upside for Darren Waller this year, I think, is much, because I gave him my dog tag, is much higher than Pat Fryer yep. this year. And I think the the upside for Dalton Kincaid going forward is higher than uh, Pat Fryermuth. So what you're, what you're saying is Kincaid's better for winning in the future. Mm-hmm. Waller is better for winning now. Right. But would you, put, you would put Fryermuth in front of Waller for winning later. Yes. Or would you? Okay. Yes. I, right. Yeah, because I think Waller's got maybe two, three years left. Maybe, dude. We'll a lot stay. of people forget that he started in Baltimore and he he didn't turn it on until a couple years later in Oakland. He's an old. He's not young. He's not a young guy. 
Right. What is he like? He's, he's got to be what? 30, 31. 30, I think he's. Dude. I think he's 30 or 31. You, I mean, if you want to look that up, you can. I think but... he's 30. Yeah, he's about. Yeah, he's like 31, I think. Let's see. Did you find it? Because okay. I can. So pull. he'll be he'll be 31 in September. Okay. Yeah. So he's still got a little. He's still got a little bit of time, especially with the tight end position, a position that doesn't really break out till late. Normally, yeah. anyway, I, I think he's a good value for this. You know, for the next two years. Again. Mm-hmm. This is nothing against Ferrari Muth. Last year, he had 63 receptions, 732 yards, two TDs, tight end seven for the year. The thing is, I just don't see Ferrari Muth having the upside to be like your top five or your, you know, your upper, upper echelon of tight ends in fantasy. Right. I see Kincaid and Waller having that. You okay. know? Yeah. That's the only reason why I have him on here. Otherwise, I would have just, I did not. I did not want to pull a Richard and give no dog out. <laughs> but this this was hard. Yeah, that was honest. No, I, I you know, it was hard. The Browns, I think offense was... Is, the Browns offense ain't nothing to mess with, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, you want to give us your Cincinnati Bengals? Hmm. What do you want first? I mean, usually I go negative. Why don't you go negative? Mm, yeah, all right. I'll go negative. And this is going to be uh, maybe not so popular. But I'm going Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's in the house. Yeah. What do you want? You have him in your house too. I would probably have him in my house as well. I'm saying he's in he's in the doghouse, unfortunately, because he's surrounded by running backs with comparable ADPs who are poised for bounce back years, contract years, or something to prove. And to me, that's you know puts him puts them ahead of Mixon. His ADP is 73.2. So with that being said, with the bounce back, you know, year contract year, something to prove. I got a couple guys here and, and it'll, it'll make more sense. Uh, So a bounce back year is going to be Deandre Swift at Mm 66.2. He's a pass catching back. He's, he's poised to bounce back from that monstrosity. They had him in the, in Detroit. (laughs) We got, we got the guy. How are you calling them a monstrosity? Because it was, it was just, uh, I don't know. It was just a monstrosity last year to me okay. with the way they used with the way they use Swift. Okay. He, right, he also was hurt. So mm-hmm. he also was hurt. So we, that could be a part of his bounce back. We got a guy at 74.9 in Miles Sanders. Who's got something to prove, right? He's the highest. Paid. Yeah. He's the highest paid running back in this year's free agent class. So he's got something to prove, you know. He wants. I think he wants to stick it to the Eagles. He wants to show them, you know, he's the stick guy. Stick it to the man. Stick it to the man. He wants to. He's got something to prove, and he wants to prove that he's worth the money that he signed. Um, what did he sign? Four year. Four year. What? Was it four years? I thought it was like two or three. Let me. I'll I look it was that four. Up. Maybe I'll I'm making that up in my head, but I think it's four. <laughs> um. While you're looking that up, we got a guy in a contract year. It was four years. You're right. That's my was bad. It, what, okay, four years what? Twenty four years, twenty five mil. He got okay. paid four years, twenty five mil. Yeah, but so, in fairness, they do have a potential out in twenty five. Okay, but he's still the highest paid running back this year. Mm-hmm. And with that, the reason why he got paid is because last year he was in a contract year and he balled out. So with that, you got Cam Akers at eighty three point three in a contract year. Who guys always perform in a contract year? Mm-hmm. 
So 83.3, I'm taking a risk on a guy who they've a not younger running back. Wrong. Right. Yeah. And there's a, a, a guy that has promise. He's finally the number one guy in Rashawn White in Tampa Bay, 83.7 ADP. All these guys, I'm like, I'm looking, and every one of these reasons I just stated seems like it outweighs drafting Mixon. Okay. For me. For me anyway. No, I'm not all I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Um he is probably not gonna get paid by the Bengals, right? Right. And by the, he just and took by a this, pay cut. Yeah. By this time next year, he'll be twenty eight years old. And you right. know that's the yep. alleged cliff for running yep. backs. The twenty eight so club, yep. He could possibly be a twenty eight year old running back on the free agent market. And we've seen, you know, this year how hard it is for you know yeah. older running backs to get, you know, work. You know what I mean? Because NFL does not you know, they don't value teams don't value the running back. So with that, and then you combine that with Joe Burrow, who's throwing the ball to my oh, I'm not gonna give away my dog tag, but combine that with Joe Burrow the wide receiver paid. the wide receiver two in in Cincinnati. He got you got Chase. You got I think a nice solid addition that not a lot of people are talking about is tight end Irv Smith coming over from Minnesota. I think that's mm-hmm. gonna be a solid he was a solid guy in Minnesota. I think he's going to be a solid guy in Cincinnati for he's Joe Burrow. He's got to stay healthy for that to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, that's his only issue, um, which is a big issue. But I feel like that's, you know, a lot, and there's not a lot of meat left on the bone mm-hmm. for Joe for Mixon. Joe. Yeah. yeah, there's not a – they're about to – Joe Burrow is about to get paid. He's going to mm-hmm. make more than uh, Justin Herbert because that's why they waited. You know what I mean? It was a waiting yeah. game. Yeah. He's going to get paid, and it's it, it's gonna it's going to affect that team. I'm interested to see what they look like in two to three years because of yep. the payments they need to make. So, who's your dog tag? Can you take a guess? I didn't want to give it away. Is it He's Jamar my guy. Chase? <laughs> yes, guys, please draft. If if Jamar Chase comes across your queue, can you can you click on him and then hit draft? You won't you that's it. That's my dog tag. Now T Higgins I is my dog tag. Week and I'm so happy. Who T Higgins or Jamar yeah, Chase? Well, both. Both. Not on oh. the same team, but I'm just happy that I have <laughs> Well you have fifty nine teams. Oh, maybe um, four, but whatever. <laughs> but who's counting? Yeah. Not me. I gotta I gotta stress this. Mm-hmm. I like T Higgins if you're drafting for the future. Now, I know in our previous episode, I've kept him off my top 12, but I think him in the future is going to be an absolute steal because inevitably, in my opinion, I think he's leaving. I think he's leaving Cincinnati. I think he's going to get paid wherever he goes, and he's going to be wide receiver one. I think I had him at 13. So he was just he outside did. of my top 12. Which, um, by the way, before we get in, you know, real quick, we are going to be releasing our top 12 wide receiver list soon. So be on the lookout for that. We have the podcast, but we haven't put it out on socials. In paper. Yeah, yes. On paper. Mine's written on paper. Yours is on your phone. So mine's yeah, on paper. You're <laughs> a scribe. <laughs> yeah. His current, <laughs> T. Higgins' current ADP is 31 and a half, 31.5. 
mm-hmm. in my opinion, I feel like his value is is good for the future. Like I said, I keep saying that it, it, when he moves on from Cincinnati, they ain't going to be able to pay him all. So his comparable guys that are around him in ADP is Cooper Cup at 32.5 and Stefan Diggs at 27.6. So it all kind of depends on, you know, if you're going to – you're taking, now, you're taking Cup taking and Diggs. Now. For to yeah, win now, right. yeah. So if you're – right, that's what I'm saying. So I, I stressed it. If you're winning for the, if you're going for the future, T. Higgins is your guy. If you want to win right now, if your team looks like you're going to win this year or next, cup and digs. Mm-hmm. A cup of digs. A cup of digs. Uh, I could agree with you. Like I said, I had T. Higgins in my top twelve, so he's been a consistent wide receiver even as the number two on that team. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think in in my opinion, I think. It's like, so the wide receiver three and Tyler Boyd kind of like takes away from his catches. You know what I mean? So like, whereas yeah. you got like a kind of a big fall off from two to three, I think Boyd has always been consistent where that would take away from his catches. Okay. He's always been a reliable guy for Cincinnati. So that is like, he's a really good wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. So that part kind of cuts into Higgins. I could agree with that. It's annoying too. Yeah, right. So <laughs> it's like it's like you you expect it to be Higgins, but it's it's like old reliable has been Tyler Boyd. And you're like, God damn it! But that's what I'm saying. I think he moves on, too. man. I, I think, think both so. of those guys move on. Now I think I think Boyd comes back for the cheap, but Higgins uh, is going to get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, they just they brought in that left tackle. You you got to pay Burrow. You got to pay ch- play, pay Chase. What do you, what do you do? He's going to be the odd man out. Do you see Burrow possibly taking a pay cut to keep Higgins? Hmm. I mean, say for maybe. instance, say for instance, he says instead of I'm just throwing a number out there, instead of 125 million. Give me one ten, and then pay T Higgins. I think if they want to win, that's probably the best thing. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but then you all you have to think about too. Does he want to be? Does he want to be second fiddle? True. It, it would all depend on that. We're we're gonna see how that plays out. If he, well, if it ever comes out, if he was offered money from the Bengals or he took less to go somewhere else, you know. Right. Like we thought DeAndre Hopkins was going to go to a winner, and he, you know. Uh, he took the money. Yeah, he took the money. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Do you have anything else on T, or are you good for me to take over? No, you can tell me your guy. So my dog tag for the Ravens is my wide receiver three. Again, three oh, no. for this rookie class. It is Zay Flowers. And, yes, I am saying – I believe Zay Flowers is going to be a better wide receiver than Quentin Johnston in the future and now. So Zay Flowers, first overall, first round pick, not first overall, first round pick by the Baltimore Ravens. He is a twitchy route runner. That man creates separation and he makes it look easy. They are calling him the joystick. Lamar's calling him the joystick, which I love because he is just breaking ankles everywhere. And we saw it in preseason uh, game one for the Eagles. He took like a little 
you know, a little screen pass, and he juked the juked the oncoming defensive player, and just made him look silly. You know, Peter King, you know, said he is the most impressive rookie he's seen in in the training camps he's been to this year, which is which is huge because Peter King's been around for a while. For him to say that he's the most impressive rookie he's seen this year is big. Okay, so my question is, do you think he takes over uh, Rashad Bateman's spot? Because I thought Rashad Bateman was going to be inevitably number one. You're giving away my doghouse. Mm. My apologies. My apologies. I didn't even know that. Yeah, we didn't well, talk you about this. Let me talk. You got a pre pre show meeting. We didn't talk about this. I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. <laughs> but uh, Zay Flowers, man, he's his ADP right now is 81 on the dot, going around guys like Jahan Dotson, Murray Cooper, and Hollywood Brown. Okay. More than likely, I'm taking him over all three of those, except probably Amari Cooper from trying to win because Amari Cooper is probably the most underrated fantasy receiver there is. Dude, I know. Which is wild. My, yes. Which is wild. But I just, like, again, another guy you just continuously see highlights of, again, it's training camp, but this dude is just making defensive players look stupid. And it's great because it's what you saw hit from him at Boston College. He is Zay, just, Zay, Zay. <laughs> he's good after the catch. He, you know, that twitchy route running I talked about a few seconds ago is what he does when he has the ball in his hands. He's making, you know, he's cutting on a dime. He's, you know, juking defenders out there. Shoot. It's impressive, man. For a guy his size, he's good. I've watched a lot of tape from him from camp, and he is looking really good. He's looking. He's impressive, man. Yeah. So since you gave away my doghouse, I might as well get into it. It is Rashad Bateman. Currently with an ADP of 117.8. Going around guys like Mike Evans. I'm trying to win. I'm taking Evans. That dude's mm-hmm. quarterback proof. And he's proven it. You know? Yeah. Future Hall of Famer Mike Evans. Tyler Lockett. Another guy that's been very consistent. I would take Lockett. Jonathan Mingo is probably the biggest question mark, and I wasn't like the biggest Jonathan Mingo guy coming out. But I think I would even take uh, Mingo over Rashad Bateman. That's just my opinion. He's only he's played twelve games in his rookie year, and he played six games last year. He just came off the pup this week. The injuries are definitely a concern already. Yeah, it's it's a shame too because he's a young kid. I just think he's he's taking a back seat because they added Odell, right? Who's going to whether you think he's going to be great or not, he's going to command targets. He's he's going to be I think he's going to be playoff Odell. I mean, how many games do you really think he plays? I mean, we'll see. Again, this is we're in, you know, August right now. So we're going to have right. to see. But you know, they added Odell, they at they drafted Zay Flowers in the first round for a reason, and they mm-hmm. have Mark Andrews, who's the second best tight tight end in football, you could say. A little bit of a scumbag. If you've seen the video come out today that he's like picking up dudes and slamming them on their, their shoulders and then causing rotator cuff injuries, but did he? I didn't see that yeah, today. No. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Total dick. Move, big dude. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Especially in practice. But yeah. again, I just you know, I, I do think that the Ravens are going to throw the ball more. But I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed now. And 
he's got to stay healthy. Yeah. What do you think on Bateman? I I always liked Bateman. I drafted him last year in redraft, but like I, I that burned you. Yeah, I think he's he's got potential, but like, is the potential ever going to be fulfilled if Mm -hmm. he never stays healthy? If he don't stay healthy, then you know they're constantly the NFL is what have you done for me lately, right? So you're bringing in Zay Flowers, but last year there was no Zay Flowers, and he had his chance. He blew it. He, he did look all right in the few games. In the few, right. But yeah, he proved to be handful. unreliable. Right. So they're not. They're going to be like, well, who can I bring in? Who's going to do your job and stay out there? You know, and mm-hmm. at, that sucks. I, li- I like Bateman a lot. I like him in, I liked him in redraft. I still like him in redraft, like late, a late As pick, a take, a, take a flyer on him. But like you said, there's a lot of mouse to feed there now. You mm-hmm. know, J.K. Dobbins. Yes, adding J- adding flowers and the comeback of J.K. Dobbins, dude, you're gonna see Bateman's production go way down. So yeah, <laughs> I could, a I could see that production that he's had already. Right, like he had like he was like a like a nice flash in a pan. It was like when you light a lighter, right? Like the little spark that you see. Mm-hmm. That was his two games, three games, four games, and then it's like, where is he at? Yeah. So that is going to do it for the Dynasty Dogs. Again, you can follow us at Dynasty Dog Mike and at Rich McAteer 2, brought to you by Wind Daily, and you can follow them at, at Wind Daily Sports. See you later.